Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Um, I... I am so grateful. Somebody asked me earlier today, they said, you know, what is it that is next for you? You know, what is the next thing that you're planning? We're always so excited to hear, you know, what you're going to do, what book you're going to write, what topic you're going to talk about, you know, what kind of platform, are you going to do another contest, are you going to do a makeover? You know, what do you all here at the Dr. Pat Show have up your sleeves? And I thought to myself, wow, that is such a great question because usually, and when it gets to this time of the year, I usually wait till January to look at the vision. But what I've come to realize, and thank goodness for the show tonight with my guest, uh, Monique Morimoto-Flaherty, I'm so thrilled that this question came up for me because, you know, it used to be you could wait. Things are moving so quickly right now. I'm not sure how much waiting many of us are going to do. Tonight's show is really cool. I can't wait to take some notes on this. From vision to reality, simple steps to making your soul's vision real with coach Monique Morimoto-Flaherty. Now, Monique has been on the show before, and we've talked about a lot of different things. But this idea of soul works and soul works coaching And what the soul is calling us to do or not do has been a mystery for a lot of people. You know, we used to just think for ourselves that we could go get some coaching and get our goals and put our objectives down on paper and bada-bam, there you go. We've got it all worked out. But the question comes up, what about our soul? What is it for many of us that had these dreams, these visions for our lives And why do some move ahead and some not? So tonight is a very important show for me personally, but I know it's important for all of you out there. I know that you know what I'm talking about when your heart is pulling you in a direction. And some days you can't quite see how to make it all happen. Monique is joining us here today. Um... Looking at her life path, what she's done over the past 20-plus years, how she's helped other people uh, figure out what the soul is longing to do, how it can be fully expressed, and then helping people get to that place. She's joining me here today as someone that not only is a phenomenal coach, but wait till you hear about the work she does with horses And when I was five years old, I grew up in the Bronx. When I was five years old, my dad introduced me to horseback riding in Van Cortlandt Park in the the Bronx. 
And I was very young to be horseback riding. As a matter of fact, you know, it was kind of unheard of to be that young and be on top of a horse. But I had the whole getup. I had the boots, the gear, and honestly, you couldn't get me off of the horse. It couldn't. And even in freezing winter, when they didn't want to take the horse out, I kicked and screamed and didn't quite understand it. Well, we're going to find out a lot about that tonight. We're going to find out what Monique is doing with people to help them understand what it's like to take back your lives what it means in spirit and soul, and what the connection to horses is. Monique, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Dr. Pat. It's great to be here. So what do you think about that? a secret horse lover from way Oh, my back. God. What do you think about that little five-year-old that couldn't get off the horse? Um, I love it. I know. I mean, that, and the five-year-old displays the energy of our real unfettered nature, knowing what it wants, knowing a five-year-old generally knows what she wants. And to have that kind of passion and vigor and demanding, it's great. You know, we, we kind of lose that along the line as we grow older. We really do. I mean, I remember that incident like it was yesterday. And I don't remember much about my childhood, so I'll just tell you that. But I remember this one incident where uh, we were not going to go horseback riding. And I got these horseback riding lessons, right? And it was in the dead of winter in New York, freezing, freezing, freezing. And apparently it was too cold. Um, that they didn't want to go out on the trail. And I kicked and screamed. And I remember my dad taking me over, my trainer being over there, and what they did was brilliant. They simply got the horse ready, got me ready, sat me on the horse, and walked me around for 10 minutes. (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Because otherwise, it was... It was, and I want you to really talk to this because this is what today's show is about. It was a heartbreak for me. You know, a heart, it was like a heartbreak. And so instead of having a heartbreak around this, there was a simple solution. But don't we from day to day, Monique, subject ourselves to heartbreak because we can't seem to bring our vision to reality? That's right. And I think we often get discouraged by the heartbreak and discouraged by not seeing a way out and discouraged by our own fears or sense of inadequacy around being able to move a vision forward. And I found that so many people stop because of that, because of that discouragement. And because also there's often some nobody there to say, hey, come on, you can do it. I believe in you. You know, you had, you had two people, two adults who were supportive of you as that little kid. Exactly. And we often don't, either don't get the right kind of help or we don't think we deserve the support or we think we need to do it on our own. It doesn't count if I get help. <laughs> I've heard that one. And so just being able to say, hey, you know, I need help and I, I want some support and this is my vision and, you know, I believe in myself enough to, to go for it and would you help me? It could be a good friend. It could be a... Uh, colleague in the workplace, you know, we can there's help all around us if we just look for it and ask for it. Well, you know, this is really the conversation tonight. There's so many people that I get to contact with, my listeners and other folks that seem to be at a place that is very frustrating for them right now. And that place is, um, you know, the place where so many people have had to put their dreams on hold, or so they think they have, Monique. 
uh, because of the economy, because of uh, things going on in the outside world. And not that these things aren't real. I mean, you know, the unemployment rate is shocking. Um, where do we begin the conversation to not just address folks that are in that place, but to address the, you know, the folks that do have a dream and a vision and, and want some help moving it along? Well, I think the first thing to do is to really articulate what your vision is and get a sense of the energy of it. Because often what the, the final outcome may not look like what we're hoping it will look like because lots of things happen between point A and, and uh, point Z. Mm-hmm. So just having a, get, getting a sense for what the vision is, but more importantly, tapping into what the energy of that vision is. How does it feel in your heart? When you think about it, how do you feel when you look at uh, wanting to start a, a, a business? One of my current clients is uh, a wonderful coach, and he works with horses, and he wants to launch his coaching business with horses. So he has a sense of, yeah, I want to help people. I want to help people move forward. I want to help people discover themselves and and what, what their capacities are and their capabilities are, and I, w- I want them to get that they're such valuable human beings and you can feel the energy in those statements. And so there's an energy of desire. There's an energy of revelation, of transformation, of hope, of possibility. And those are the things to tap into. It's the energy to tap into that we, we all have behind that. It's that five-year-old kicking and screaming, I want to get on that horse. Um, it's that kind of energy that we, we need to tap into to begin to get clear about what our goals are and what our visions are. How have you been able to look at your own life and move beyond what seem to be challenges and obstacles so that you can bring, you know, various various aspects of vision to reality? I mean, what are some of the things you've learned along the way, the things that help you move forward and the things that really have been showstoppers for you? Well, I think part of what's helped me move forward has been being open-minded to taking risks and um, not looking like a fool or not worrying that I look like a fool. I mean, often what are, peop- what are people going to think of me if I do this? And a perfect example is how I became a coach. I, I had a nice corporate job. I had been working in the field for t- over 20 years and had a lot of responsibility and title and um, salary and everything that goes along with that. And I was pretty miserable because I felt like my natural talents were being used properly in in what I was doing and I got laid off and I know a lot of people out there are in this situation right now so I made do with being laid off I adapted some of the talents that I had had and created a little consulting business doing what I had been doing and very very quickly after I got laid off I read a book about coaching and I took that risk I said I want to do this you know, people get and people get paid <laughs> to support people and living their dreams. That's really reality. And this is 10, 12 years ago when coaching, especially life coaching and personal coaching, was brand new. It hadn't been around that long. So it was a matter of of just taking that risk and following something that felt right in my gut. It felt right in my heart. So that's an example of of, um, how I kind of got started here. And then showstoppers, are things that happen in life. I mean, being I'm self-employed, and I've had some pretty major things happen. Um, right. I got divorced recently. Right. 
and I'm living living as a single person again after 24 years. Um, my mother's entered a nursing home. Uh, my father died. You know, I've lost you know very dear pets. <laughs> I'm, I'm an animal lover. So all of those kinds of things, when they happen, you know, they're going to happen. Life happens, and what's important is to just stay really present to what needs to be done in the moment. And I find that. Often that's how sometimes I just get through the day. I just do the next right thing. What's the next right thing? And if I do something every single day and don't allow myself to get paralyzed by the fear or the depression or sadness or grief, because all of that has to be included too, but I just find one thing that I can do, then I know that I've at least made one little step forward. And then the next day, get up and do it again. Take one more little step forward. And it doesn't have to be a huge, monumental kind of thing. It can be simply making the phone call I've been putting off or organizing a file of paperwork that I might might need to do, that I might need access to, or sending a thank you note, or you know, visiting, setting up an appointment with a lawyer, or whatever it happens to be. These simple little things, if we don't, take action on them when we're in a really vulnerable place they're going to pile up and pile up and pile up and then we'll be even more overwhelmed so that's part of having vision often means just doing the next right thing i was interviewing um i'm I'm trying to remember if it was andrew cohen or or i think it was andrew cohen a couple weeks ago and one of the chapters in his book was exactly like you said and i think he puts it like this he says um uh, face everything and avoid nothing. Mm, yep. And I, I, when, when I heard him say it, I, I, I got a hot flash. <laughs> uh, you know, as I'm looking at the pile of mail that I haven't gone through, you know, this week, right? Yep. Um, I, I mean, do you think we're we're good at that here in in our society? I think we've, I'm not exactly specifically answering your question, I think we've created a lifestyle that makes it very difficult for yeah. us to address the day-to-day little things. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I just got myself a smartphone. It took me a little while to, to buy into that. Um, and, boy, I'm on that thing all the time. And when I didn't have it, I would wait. If I was out about out and about, I would wait till I got home to check my emails. And now it's just like, oh, I got to check my email. I got to check my email. <laughs> and you know, so we've created a, an environment that is instantaneous results. You know, we want instant results. We we have the world literally at our fingertips, and I think our minds just can get go on overload because you know humans aren't necessarily wired to take in all of the stimulation. And we keep stimulating and stimulating and stimulating, and and we can dull our senses that way or shut off or tune out in some ways. And then any vision or dream that we might have had that really requires nurturing and reflecting time and a capacity to to quiet down and let things gradually emerge, we've lost the capacity to do that because we want it now. Yeah, well, you actually did answer my question because I was like you. I mean, I was kicking and screaming into the smartphone era. I really was. And I don't know that I would have even gotten there if my other phone didn't kind of, you know, die out. Um, uh, Because, you know, the question then becomes, are you smarter than your smartphone? (laughs) 
I mean, that, you know, it used to be, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Now it's, are you smarter than your smartphone? I mean, my smartphone just starts dialing people. And I haven't been able to figure that out. I mean, you know, I've got it out and, and, and I leave it on because I've got family members that, you know, I need to pay attention to. In the middle of the night, two in the morning, it's ringing somebody. Yes. And, uh, you know, I kind of think that that's a little paranormal thing going on there both between you and me. Um, but you're right about this. I mean, here we are in this accelerated pace. And this is what I was alluding to. Uh, when I started the show, I usually wait till the first of the year. I'm really not in a position to wait to January to finish, you know, the vision that we have for this year. And, you know, part of this is my own personal platform uh, and and writing, uh, you know, finishing the book proposal and so forth. Why is it we can come up with more excuses not to move forward on something than we can come up with reasons to move forward? I think it's because we tend to look on the negative side as Um, as creatures. mm. We we tend to we tend to focus on what's not working, and that's one of the things I love about coaching because it's a strengths-based approach. Like what's working, let's build on your strengths. So it sort of twists the mind around and and sends it off into a different path, rather than looking at you know why I can't do what it is that I think I should be doing. The other reason is I think we we are challenged by success. You know, what if I was successful? You know, then what? And there's a sort of a limiting belief that we all develop as a result of being being brought up. We 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 develop these limiting beliefs about ourselves or about what our capabilities are. So our natural inclination is to stay loyal to that because it reminds us of our early childhood environment. <laughs> Just kind of a sad thing to say, but yeah. <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> you know, most oh. people aren't aren't are are challenged. We we all we all develop personalities and egos, and yeah, um, you know, we sometimes can just naturally gravitate to what we learned as kids, and that's often negative. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting we're having this conversation um, because right before the show. Uh, we're we're restructuring one of our rooms, and in the office, and and you know we're we're building a little uh, studio so that we can do a little bit kind of different recording and so forth. And you know we ordered a table, a desk, and so here we are. Heather is putting it together, and you know you're three quarters of the way together, and you notice that one of the frames that actually will hold the desk on was welded together improperly. And and it's it's a telltale moment, Monique. It, it, it's it's people will say, you know, really is that you know a telltale? Moment? But but it is. It's a moment that you get to choose, right? You have an hour and a half before you do your show. Are you going to take action on this now, or what are you going to do? And I love what you said earlier. I mean, if you're living in the moment of that moment of that experience, then my answer, of course, was, well, you pick up the phone, you call Staples, you see what what the options are, and then you see if you can do anything about it today. Right. But I'll tell you, it takes a while to get to that because, you know, you're kicking and screaming over, why didn't they do it right the first time? 
What, you know, I mean, all of the things that could hold us back, we are bombarded with on a regular basis, aren't we? We are. We are. And not only from our own internal mind, but externally mm. as well. That's a great example of, you know, something that you'd expect to be working properly and then it isn't. And it can completely throw a day if if we choose to let it. And that's that whole point about choice, I think, is very important because... We're really at choice every moment, you know. And if we if we begin to understand and sort of get the idea that a lot of our lives are being lived um, based on our automatic pilot kinds of responses and reactions, and the automatic pilot comes from our history. So if we we begin to untangle that and say, well, gee, why do I always respond this way? Why don't why don't I have another way of responding to the situation? Uh, then we begin to be able to make those choices in the moment. And Let's having, talk. Yeah, I mean, you know, people would say, "Well, Doctor Pat, you know, Monique, what the heck does that that desk have to do with heart's desire?" Um, but we aren't we talking about heart's desire as well as all of the day to day things we're trying to get done? Absolutely. And if we're not attending to our heart's desire every day in some little way, even if it's to create a vision board and have it sitting in front of you, uh, and or journal about it, or take one small action, no, like one of my steps for for working towards this is to identify three outcomes, three things that will happen. That if they happen, then you'll be a little bit closer to having your vision come true. And and they they need to be really small, because the way something grows is by small small steps incrementally, a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. It's like trying to pull a flower out of the ground to make it grow faster. Yeah, you'd kill it. You have to wait, <laughs> nurture it, exactly. water it, do a little bit here, do a little bit there, and then eventually the whole thing become comes together. What would you say for yourself? I mean, here you are, and, you know, you've talked about your life, some of the things that you've done and some of the things that you are doing. I mean, what is it that pulls your heart forward? You know, what are some of the the things that your heart has desired and that you've been able, you know, to help manifest? But more importantly, I mean, you just talked about the three steps. Pick three things that you can do. Um, what do we say to our listeners today to help them do a sanity check on whether or not they even have a vision, so to speak? Mm-hmm. I think that's part of what's happened in our, our culture is that yeah. we're so bombarded that we aren't in touch with what our heart's desires are mm. uh, because they've been supplanted by what the media says we should desire or what our parents said we ought to desire, or what our kids say we should want, or what you know the commercials say we should want. So really getting in touch with what would make me happy. What's my natural energy flow around in my life? Like what would really support the things that I love? And for me, it's been horses. Yeah, I was that little kid who wanted to ride a horse when I was five years old, I didn't get the opportunity. I, I had very little exposure to horses as a kid, but I read every horse book, and 
my local library and knew everything about them and, and just absolutely loved them, but I never got to really like play with a horse until I was 44. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time. And the dream got stifled um, when I was 14. There's, I used to run around playing horsey with my friend, and uh, I wasn't terribly interested in boys yet. And uh, she and I would run around, and I'd feel free and wild and uh, alive and vibrant and just beautiful. You know, horses bring that out in a person. They bring that out in me. And uh, this young man who was working on our house one day, he came out, he saw me running around and with my friend, and he, he called me something pretty nasty. Called me a nasty name. And that shut down my dream. Oh, wow. Just totally devastated me. I remember waking up as a for weeks after that with this sinking feeling in my, my heart that, you know, Ralph called me a fat cow. <laughs> wow. It was horrible. Yeah. And I didn't know that, the, that, had, that had had that kind of impact on me. So then my association with this wild beauty of a horse and my love for it became associated with being shamed like that. And it was a, a horses that actually reawakened that wound. In a workshop I did, um, was a participant in when I first was exposed to this working with horses in uh, personal growth work. Um, and I cried my heart out. And after that, realized that I'd been stifling a, a desire and a dream and a wish to be around the horses um, for most of my life. So that was, uh, let's see, how long was that? That was about 10 years ago. Right. Well, you know, this is really, so let's talk about this in terms of the soul's journey. I mean, isn't it interesting, right, how the soul sometimes, and I would love for you to talk about this, how the soul can be relentless in helping us get back on track. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like I think the soul, you know, it's not like we're off track, but it seems like there's just this natural flow of ease that if we were to do the things you're talking about doing, right, that we would all be stepping into our greatness, so to speak. And, and, and yet at the same time, we claim our humanness in, in the world today. And why is it so important right now for us to really follow our heart's desire when it seems like things are just turned upside down? Uh, I think that's why. Oh, there you go. <laughs> because things are turned upside down. We need an anchor. You know, we need to be anchored into what's loving for us. And mm-hmm. what's really loving for us is for us to be content within ourselves to the best that we can given the situation that the the world is going through right now there's so much uncertainty so when we can get grounded in a place of self-love and um, self-confidence because that's part of what tapping into this energy of the of the soul's vision can do um, it, it generates a uh, connection to source for me my 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 whole work life, my whole life is really based in knowing that I'm uh, I'm here, I'm an emergence of true nature, the divine God, Christ consciousness, whatever you want to call that higher power source, that I'm, I'm of that. So I'm being guided by it, I'm being formed by it, I'm 
being prompted by it, urged by it at every single moment. And so if I'm really in alignment with what my my path is, which sometimes it's just about being here right now. (laughs) You know, it may not be some big glorious thing. It may simply be, you know, I'm here right now having this conversation with you. This is where my path is right at the moment. So being in alignment with that um, can provide some stability in the world. Mm. And the other piece about this is that I, I really believe that each of us has a very specific, unique, precious calling to be ourselves in the world, whatever that means, and that the world needs us to be ourselves. And, and that by each contributing in the ways that we can do naturally, expressing our talents and our gifts and what's, what we have, the best of what we have to offer, mm. um, which the, the soul is relentless around calling forth, by being able to do that, um, we can make the world be a better place because we'll be happier, we'll be more content, we'll be in alignment with, with uh, the fullness of our nature. Wow. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Monique about how each of us can bring forth what our heart is truly asking us to do. We're going to talk about, you know, some of the workshops she's got going on here. Before we go to break, let's mention your website, Monique, and then we'll mention it again when we come back. Okay. It's uh, www.soulworkscoaching.com, S-O-U-L-W-O-R-K-S, coaching.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking about how folks can actually uh, take a look at their lives and get some help. We've got a special offer, a giveaway for all of you out there. Monique, I'm sorry, you were going to say something? Oh, I have my horse workshop. My horse uh, website is diamondhorsecoaching.com. Outstanding. Let's take a short break, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by, check it out, soulworkscoaching.com is the website. When we come back, we've got some very, very cool stuff for you. Monique is going to share how you can get a free, free worksheet to move your vision to reality. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. your best friend could take a peek into the future. Psychic, author, and cosmic coach Dougal Fraser is that friend. He's the queer guy with a third eye. From gossip to gurus, meditation to martinis, The Dougal Fraser Show is a call-in advice show that provides insights and information on creating your best life. Every Tuesday at 10, he'll take calls and talk about love, money, sex, pop culture, and give free advice. No topic is off limits. It's The Dougal Fraser Show. Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. 
Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. from cancer, depression, disease, and dispel the nastiest bugs that attempt to hide undetected. Take a moment to wonder, how does that feel? How powerful? Did you know that enough golden sunlight produces vitamin D in your body to protect itself against disease? Producing enough vitamin D can kill cancer, even help with weight loss. This amazing little vitamin is actually not a vitamin at all, but a powerhouse of protection that can activate your body's innate healing ability, but only if you have enough in your blood to shine the light. Tune in to award-winning author Dr. Lucinda Messer as she shares how you can harness the power of sunlight to create a healthy body and mind. Her book, Powerful Medicine, Vitamin D, Shedding Light on a Worldwide Health Crisis, is like having a vitamin D expert on hand to answer all your health questions. For more information, visit PowerfulD.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, if you've missed any part of this, go to drpatlive.com or go to transformationsarcradio.com. Sign up for a newsletter. We're getting ready to do a whole bunch of really cool things with all of the people. Um, that we communicate with. And by the way, we generally send out one newsletter a week to tell you about the shows that are coming on and to kind of give you an insider track on what numbers to call in for call-in shows, for giveaways, and other things. And so like tonight's show with Monique, uh, Monique, let's talk about... You know, you have a free workshop, a free giveaway for us. You're, you know, and what I, what I noted was that, you know, you have, um, a vision to reality worksheet. Uh, so let's tell folks how they can get that and what that is. Okay. They, if they, uh, sign up on my, my website for my newsletter or send me an email. So you can either go to www.soulworkscoaching.com and sign up for my newsletter or send me an email at coachmonique, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E, at verizon.net and uh, put Dr. Pat in the subject line. I'll know that you are one of the listeners and I'll send you this worksheet. And what it is, it's, it's a very simple, um, it's called From Soul, Vision to Reality, a Guide and Worksheet. And it's several simple steps that can help you tap into, first of all, the energy of your soul so that you get a sense of who you are as a soul, because uh, that's something I think we miss often yeah. unless you meditate or even yoga or tai chi or those types of uh, inward-focused, uh, slowed-down activities can help us tap into the, just the energy of our beingness. And then from there you tap into your the energy of the vision that your soul has. 
Uh, and the reason we're doing it from an energetic perspective is because it's all about connecting to the heart. We, we spend a lot of our time in our heads. Uh, our heads aren't going to have the kind of passion and um, energy that it takes for us to break through some of the, the obstacles that our, our heads create for, for us. So tapping into the energy of your soul's vision and um, and then feeling the energy of the calling. Like, what is your calling? You have a vision and then you have a calling. So I, I see this as our soul is like a blank canvas and the vision is the idea that comes through us for the work of art that's to be expressed by by us on this, this canvas. And then we begin to outline that vision and bring it into reality. So there's uh, four specific steps to pick a time frame to identify three outcomes and then three to five specific steps that you can take for each outcome. So it begins to break down uh, the process from the great big huge vision into smaller steps. And what I really like about this worksheet is that you get to pick your time frame. So you can pick a, a week, you know, this is what I want to do for the next week. Or you can pick a month and you can use a multiple multiple sheets that sort of talk to each other. Um, so it's a very flexible tool. I'm very excited about it. I'm using it with my clients right now, and they, they're really loving it. Let's talk about something you just said, which is just fascinating to me. Um, you said that, you, you know, there's the vision and then there's the calling. What's the difference for people that are listening? Because I'll tell you, I've been confused almost all my life about this. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I'll use myself as an example. I have a personal calling to um, bring people to the depths of their souls so that they can tap into who they are at a very fundamental level and tap into the connection that they have with the divine. So that's my calling. My vision for my calling has shown up as Soul Works Coaching and, and Diamond Horse Coaching and projects that I do within the business. Um, so my vision currently is to take my work into um, organizations because I believe spirit and soul is very much needed in our corporate world and in the nonprofit sector. Oh, my uh, gosh. Are you, yeah, I mean, you know, that's an understatement, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Um, but, you so, know, it's interesting we're talking about this, too, because, you know, I think people really get hung up on vision, calling, and then the the infamous life's purpose. Right. Hmm. You know, if, you know it, to make it really simple, our life purpose is that we really be ourselves. We be Thank the you. best of ourselves that we can be. And then everything will unfold from that. Mm-hmm. And so there's a subtlety to this. You know, what do you mean you be the, you be yourself? It means that when we're feeling a feeling, we own it. When we're experiencing some truth that we'd rather not say or we'd rather not acknowledge to ourselves if it's inappropriate to speak it in that moment, we own it. We really fully be who we are, not someone else's idea of who we are. Right and not our own idea of who we are. We be who we are. My dad was a very wise, philosophical type. He taught at Harvard for 28 years, and uh, he counseled lots of students. 
and help them through their some of their challenges of being students at Harvard because it's a high-pressure place. And he always said, be with yourself where you are because that's where you are. Simple, well, but it's not it, easy to do. It's simple. And you know what it brings me to? Here's what it brings me to. This is really interesting. I don't know, I don't know why this has come up for me to ask you about. Um, but here, I, I would love... I would love to talk about some of the things we're seeing happening um, in, in this country right now. About three years ago, I made a statement on air. And, you know, I'm from the 60s, right? So I've done a lot of marching in my day. And I, I made a statement, and I said something very kind of, I don't know, I, it wasn't really flippant, but I, I meant it at the time. I said, you know what? Why don't we just all go march on Wall Street? <laughs> And so, and and here we are. Okay. Now, let's talk about this sort of, for a moment, let's just talk about what's really happening right now today over something that I've heard people in our pop culture on news and so forth chat about, right? I've heard these people called certain names. But yet, if you look at what they're doing, they are truly being themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. They've taken action on behalf of something they believe in, right? Right. Yeah. And, you, you know, they are, for uh, w- for whatever reason, really wanting to make a difference. And we haven't seen that kind of collective gathering in this country. Uh, the last time I remember it was out of Seattle when the uh, the national organization or so forth was here and they had the protests here. What do you make of that? I think it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's about time that uh, we wake up and start speaking uh, up for what we believe in. I, I really believe that we've been dulled down in many ways, uh, hopefully not deliberately, but we've, we've been dulled down and we have dulled ourselves down again, by lifestyle choices, by being inundated with um, media attention, uh, bits of information, the sort of, ex- you know, extreme extremism trying to contact some point of life in us. So I think it's about time that people stand up and say what's on their minds and make a little stink about it. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean... It- some people have said we have gotten complacent, and and really, there's so many generalizations floating around there, Monique. You know, out in the world right now, you know that that our society we've gotten complacent, we've gotten this, we've done this, and and yet, you know, we're living in a world where innovation right now is off the charts. I mean. It was really interesting, I, I, you know, when I was taking this desk back, I was telling you about, I walked in the store, and there they had these little flash drives on sale, you know, these little four, eight-gigabyte flash drives. I remember when a flash drive was 10 megabytes. You remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't too long ago. No, it and, and here we are, extremely creative, and yet when it comes to the collective of us coming together, to say, look, we can we can come up with solutions. It seems to be hard for us to gather to a table without wanting to rip each other's eyes out. Mm-hmm. 
Where's all the anger coming from? Well, I think I think it comes from a, a sense of helplessness, a fundamental helplessness and fear. And as as we've created such a complex society, which I mean there are aspects of technology that are absolutely fabulous, the internet, the the ability to be in touch with our friends on Facebook. I mean, all of this kind of thing is just fabulous. It's it's fantastic. And what happens is as things begin to get more complex, I don't think our minds can handle the complexity. So systems begin to break down, and then there, there's fear. And then when there's fear, it's, it's safer for many people to feel anger rather than feel the fear. So the the anger, the fear translates into anger, and people get angry at each other. That's my what? very simplistic view of it, but you know, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of truth to that. Well, I mean, this is a really significant time in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I I was talking today. I did a show today, and and we talked about um, a trend in this country that we're calling obesity right now. You know, we're actually calling it a trend rather than, you know, a, an area of health that we need to uh, get get some support and help for. Um, you know, 17% of our young population are obese. Um, there isn't a state in the country that has less than a 27% obesity rate. Now, why is this important to me? Well, I'll tell you why. My sister was 450 pounds, and she died on a hospital floor because they couldn't turn her over to administer oxygen. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, and uh, so, you know, so how can I in the world do something so that her, her life and her death doesn't, doesn't go in vain? How does one recognize the passion and the fuel to contribute to the world and then put things in place to have that come to be? I, it takes a lot of connecting and relationships and talking about whatever that vision is to the right people or to the not right people, but just talking about it, putting it out there, uh, asking for help, looking for support, asking people who've done something similar to whatever that might be in the past and getting sort of best practices from those people, asking people to join you in, in the vision take a stand with you, support you. Those what are- would you say for us and people listening, what would you say is the most important thing right now that people can focus on to help them move their lives forward in a way that will absolutely feed their soul? The single most important thing is to believe in your vision. Mm, wow, that's a tough one, isn't it, boy? It is. I'll tell you. It is, and it often means not sharing it with those closest to you because they Oh, no, say, you can't do what that. What are you talking uh, about, oh. honey? Oh, my God, yeah. You know, when, yeah. When I first started SoulWorks Coaching, I named it specifically SoulWorks Coaching. The name came out of a dream, and I remember I had a couple of friends because I'd come out of the corporate world who said, that's too woo-woo. And I said, but I'm not woo-woo. And they said, yeah, but people aren't going to want to hire you because of the name of your business. Well, you know, 12 years later, I'm still here. 
and I took a stand for what I believed in. I took a stand for this business being something that would be add value to the world. It would help people. It would it would support me financially, and I'd have fun doing the work and make a difference. And you know, it's been a it's been a good long long run with it. So if I had reneged on that and called it something that didn't light my heart up and didn't really speak to the essence of what the business was, then you know, I, I would have sold myself short. It really is a dance that we do, isn't it? it but, is. you know, our heart and our soul know. They do know. Uh, I mean, can we call on the soul to help us move to the, you know, to pass that scary place. I mean, aren't we all, don't we all get scared from time to time? I'm sure, Monique, in the scheme of things, as you've been creating this business and and doing what you do, we go to those places where we truly have those moments of, oh, my gosh, did I really just sign, you know, like a five-year radio contract? Wow. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Did I really right. just launch a horse coaching business? Yeah. What am I thinking? <laughs> Who's going to want to do that? <laughs> you know, this is like a hard sell here. You know, what horse coaching on horses? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And have I lost night's sleep over it? Yeah, I have. Do I sometimes say, what am I doing? Yeah, I do. Especially when, you know, other other parts of my life seem to like be blowing up all around me. Like, what am I doing? Maybe you should go get a job at Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I hear myself say this. And yet, I know if I sold myself short, there's that part of me that uh, knows what the best possible outcome is going to be. And it's moving me on that. And um, I may not be able to see it looking forward into the future but i can see it retrospectively and if i if i look at that and that's something else that listeners can do look at your life look at the hard times in your lives where you thought i'm never going to get through this you know whatever that it might have been a job loss or challenging challenges on the job or the death of a loved one or a divorce or you know some kind of difficult situation look at Look at that retrospectively and know that you got through it. You know, we, we, we all live through some really crazy things, very challenging things, and there's a guidance, a benevolent guidance, which is inherent to who we are as human beings, that moves us forward. It's working us. We may think we, we, we tap into the energy of our soul, but our souls are there first before our personalities and egos formed so that same spirit and benevolence and um, motion and dynamism still is uh, is operating we can either go with it and, and along for the ride or we can fight and stay stuck and feel miserable and you know put the brakes on it's our choice Exactly. What excites you most about your life, Monique, uh, as you look ahead? That's a really good question. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what? I ask myself that question every day. <laughs> I'm excited about the potentials that I have. There's a couple of things that I'm working with right now 
in uh, nonprofit sector that is very exciting and um, working with leadership development and supporting the teams in in these different organizations and I I love that kind of work um, that and my horse work you know I go to the barn and I just melt into the milieu it's everything all the cares melt away even when I'm doing a workshop and I've, I've got to be on for eight hours and working with clients and horses and the people around, it, it's just fabulous. So that's a, the place that really really feeds my soul and my spirit. And so I look forward to bringing more of that work into the world. Well, I'll tell you, you are truly a gift. I want to thank you for joining me here today on the show. And um, I want to take a moment to have you, again, just give out information about your website, but also any upcoming workshops you may have in your area, um, and, and, and just let people know a lot about what's going on and how they can find out more. Okay. Well, my website is www.soulworkscoaching.com, S-O-U-L-W-O-R-K-S, coaching.com. And that speaks to my one-on-one life coaching as well as uh, work I do in organizations. And then my horse coaching website is diamondhorsecoaching.com. And I have a couple of upcoming workshops in Massachusetts in the the Boston area. One is on October 16th called Simply Leading. It's a full-day workshop with horses. And my good friend and colleague, uh, Nikki Pakala, who does Body Talk, so we do uh, it's the, probably the only horse and body talk workshop anywhere in the world, and it's fabulous. It creates a wonderful opportunity for busting through obstacles and really experiencing your personal leadership style, and uh, folks absolutely love it, and the horses are fabulous. <clears throat> so that's October 16th. And then I have another workshop, um, a mini workshop in Chelmsford, Massachusetts, which is north of Boston, on November 20th called um, Authentic Leadership. So this is an exploration on um, how you are as a leader with the help of horses, and that's a three- or four-hour workshop. Uh, Both of those are are, um, on my calendar page and my website, and so works coaching. Wow, thank you so much for joining us here today. One last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Just remember how precious you are because there's only one of you and there will only always only be one of you and your life matters. Who you are as a human being matters. You're precious. And Thank never you. forget that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Monique. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. And again, go to the website, soulworkscoaching.com. If you've missed any part of this, you're going to want to catch it all. Go to the drpatshow.com. Until next time, remember that you do have a vision and you can bring that vision to reality. Let's talk to you next time and let's all remind each other how truly magnificent and powerful we are. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. You're stepping down your soapboxes Way too high overgrown, but you can barely see the ground.
Someday, not somehow, not maybe.